I'm Marissa Donnelly, host of the Vulnerability Podcast, a podcast series focused on being vulnerable, being emotional, being deep, and talking about topics that people often shy away from. In this podcast series, you'll see stories of faith, hope, inspiration, darkness, frustration, and everything that really challenges us to speak to our human experience and to do so in shedding our skins and being vulnerable. When I was 21, I made this giant bucket list because I figured, hell, I can finally drink. What else do I want to do before I die? So I wrote down all these things, all these items, all these places I wanted to visit, all these fun times I wanted to have. And I'm serious. It was on like sheets of notebook paper and it was like five or six sheets long. And I taped it on the back of my door in my the, the house I lived in in college with like four other girls. And it was like super exciting. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do all these things. And tonight, Abe and I were sitting at my dinner table talking about, honestly, death and just the last moments of life and what it means when we're faced with those last moments in our own lives or in lives of people we love. And Abe said something that really stuck out to me and we were talking about just you know like if we knew not even if we knew I mean we know that at some point we are all gonna die and when we know that and we accept that does it change the way we live our lives and Abe do you remember what you said yeah I think I do um from what I remember this was literally five minutes ago so I I forgot (laughs) But uh, I, she kind of told me that she wanted to, like, thinking about death and just the perspective of it made her want to get a ticket and go on a vacation. Yeah, I, I, it was like the bucket list thing. Like, I wanted to just go and buy a flight to, like, you know, a tropical island or just, like, go do something, cross off something on that stupid bucket list that I have somewhere from when I was 21. Yeah. No, I actually, I, I remember kind of what I said. You know, you were talking about going on that vacation, and I said, well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do that because we're kind of in that place now where how how we we're in that place where we tend to reprioritize the most important things with the less meaning things only when we're threatened with death. It's like it's crazy how when you think about dying and think about being put in that place where your life might be over, all the things that seemingly are important are no longer important and all the things that aren't important become prioritized. And I don't know, that's the kind of thing that I thought about was like, no, don't go on a vacation. Enjoy the life that you have here. Focus on the people you love and don't run away from this life. You know, sit here and and realize that this life that you have is is precious and really learn how to value that because this all you really are guaranteed is what you have right now. All you have guaranteed is what you see every single day in the people and you're not even guaranteed a tomorrow for that. So um, I just kind of think that you know, how long, even if you were to go on that vacation, even if you were to live every single day as if you were in that stereotypical last 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like the ideal paradise of like Yeah, let's perfect, go skydiving. Yeah. Let's go skydiving. Let's go do something spontaneous. Go to Thailand. Go on vacation. Like even if how if you're living every single day like that, you can only keep that up for so long. You can only, and like Jordan Peterson said, you can only go 
to a beach and have so many martinis before that gets boring, before you realize that there's no meaning to it. You can only be on a beach for so long. You can be there for like, what, maybe a month before you realize that you're bored and you want to do more with life because that's just it. It's a fantasy. It's, it's not something that you will really enjoy for the rest of your life. It's something you take a second away from this life to do. You go away mm -hmm. to a foreign place, you come back, and you can resume living that life. But what if uh, we decided to build a life that we didn't feel like we needed a vacation from? Yeah. And that's kind of the situation we are in now, in, in looking at death. And yes, uh, it's, it's such a freaky thing, but mm -hmm. completely vulnerable. Uh, I was put in that position last year when I got kind of sick and I felt like I was going to die. It's crazy how when I was put in that situation, everything seemed to reprioritize itself. Yeah. And it wasn't until I felt like my life was threatened that it all mattered that I really wanted to get out of get off the couch and do something. Mm -hmm. It's like death somehow made me want to be less of a piece of crap. <laughs> like it did. Yeah. No, because that's what it did for me. Like my life being threatened. That's what it made me want to do. But why did wh why did my life get to the point where I felt like I had to be threatened to get up and actually do something? Like yeah. where did I go wrong that my life get to that got to that point? I don't feel like, I mean, I feel like if I get to that point, then I'm doing something wrong. Then I'm not really living my life accordingly, like to how I feel like I should be. Right. And I feel like it's, I don't know. So everything that Abe just said is just like, so I, literally this happened like a matter of like 15, 20 minutes ago. And I was sitting there, well, standing there and just washing dishes. And he pretty much said all of that, what he just shared with you guys to me. And it just, like, it made my head spin because I realized, like, what really matters is not so much these moments that we have in our bucket list or, like, oh, let's, you know, I, I want to be, like, I don't know. He, Abe just said something about, like, what is happiness, essentially. And it's, like, when, we, when we're faced with the end of our lives, we want to pull all these moments of happiness and focus on them. And we want to think back on the moments that we enjoy in our, in our lives. And we just like happiness. It's like, what, what does that mean? And like when we were just having this conversation, like 15 minutes ago, it made me think like, Oh, you know, like your immediate thought is like happiness is like, Oh, let me like, let's travel somewhere with someone I love. Or like, let me do this, this thing off my bucket list or like X, Y, and Z. And let's like, then the, I'll be happy. Let's take those Tumblr photos. <laughs> And it's like X, Y, and Z, those things will make me happy. And then like when you think about it, like really? Will it? Because it's like, yeah, you go to this vacation place and you're there and you have an amazing time. And then eventually it's like, eh, you know, whatever. I mean, it, it's fun and it's awesome. But then like eventually you want to go back to like your regular life. And so it just made me stop in my tracks because it's like, holy crap, what makes me really happy yeah, it can be these amazing experiences, like these bucket list things that like we all want to do. But at the end of the day, like what really makes me happy is the everyday moments. And like Abe was just saying, when we're faced with a life-threatening situation or the end of our lives or the end of a loved one's life or just a moment where we are like staring death in the face and it's like, wow, this 
this is like a possibility. Like we all know in the back of our minds, it's a possibility, but when we're faced with it in the present reality, it's like, holy moly, like this is really happening right now. And so it's like all of a sudden, like Abe said, our priorities are shifted. And what's important is not crossing things off our damn bucket list, but loving who and what we have right now and every single day. And what matters is like the conversations that we have, the the laughter we share, the stupid moments like when you just hug your significant other or you know you pick up the phone like and call you know your sister and tell her about the coffee you drank today I mean that happened you to do me that? today I totally did that Jesus today Christ. I literally called her and I was like hey my sister would slap the hell out of me well, I like I called her and I realized I didn't really have anything I She's wanted like, to talk seriously? about my time is precious are you really calling me for that <laughs> it was that's seriously she was like so kind about it too she's like um I kind of have to write a paper but well, like my sister I called has her patience to deal with there's no freaking <laughs> way she would take the time to, she's like what do you want I'm at work and I'm like uh, I just drank the best coffee and no, she's like how it, high are you right now it wasn't exactly <laughs> I'm like, like I'm not that. I'm not <laughs> It was more of just like I called her because I just like kind of missed her. And then I realized as I was talking, I really had no purpose to call her. And so I was like, yeah, hey, do you think I should like get some coffee? Okay. Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. But like. Death and coffee. But but those (laughs) moments like are so dumb and so little and we overlook them until we realize that we don't have an infinite number of them. And I think that's where I'm at right now is just realizing like. I don't know as much as it's amazing to cross things off our bucket list and to live the best life we can we should always try to live the best life we can but sometimes the best life that we can have is the life that we have right now and taking advantage of every little moment and loving every little memory and just hugging the people around us and just being freaking happy because life is beautiful even when it's sucky you know what I mean I think it's important to do that because I, I definitely agree with you. But when I hear you say that, what comes to mind is, you know, the little insignificant fears you have in life that won't necessarily affect you in the long run. But like I'm full disclosure, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but of course I didn't go to my own prom because um, I was really? too I was too scared to ask that girl. Aww, but you missed out on prom. So many beautiful moments. Oh, come on. Oh, please what a good time i feel like i would have spent as much <laughs> as i spent on my wedding like <laughs> no but um i just looking back now it, it's so insignificant but at the time it looked like this mountain of fear at the time i was like oh my gosh what if i'm like rejected and somebody gets it on snapchat and it goes viral <laughs> and like i become one of those people was snapchat even a thing it was it was okay. it didn't make any sense i just went to the furthest extreme in my mind mm-hmm. but I went there. Yeah. And our minds tend tend to make our minds tend to make mountains out of anthills when it comes to fear. Mm-hmm. And these very unrealistic fears even, you know, like that's kind of what I what I hear when you're when you're talking about that is um death makes you really think about like the priorities in your life. But it, when I think about death and I have thought about it a lot. And for me it kind of it started off as being like, man, this is kind of morbid. But I don't think it is. I don't think that we should associate so much with like thinking that death is like, oh my gosh, like it's it's so scary and terrible. Well, yeah, because it's scary because it's foreign and we don't really know people that go and then come back like Peru. Like it's not it's not just something that's nonchalant like that. Yeah. It's a very foreign feeling. It's a very foreign topic. It's not a, really a topic that 
has a lot of depth that you can dig into. I mean, you could dig into theories and everything, but really there's only like one thing we know about it. And that is that it is the ending of whether that's the ending of a life of an organism or of a community. Death is like, that's, that's the end. Mm -hmm. And we fear the end because it means no more light. Well, it's also because we don't even know. It's we darkness. can't comprehend what that even means. Exactly. What is nothing? Even like. scientifically, like there was this video that it was more of a GIF, GIF. I don't know how you pronounce it. GIF. GIF. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was all over Tumblr, and it was on this app that I was like looking into, and it was crazy. It was, it was a, it was basically a human body, well, a human head really. Like the, it was like an X-rayed head. I think inside of like a CAT scan machine or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was looking in at the brain and everything while this person was dying. And all you saw was like firing of neurons. Like all you could see is the entire brain just firing at the same time. It was crazy. Wow. And it just makes me really think, you know, um, what is it? Like, what is death? Like, even in the last moments, what do you, what would you, what would somebody see? Like, you see, I would imagine you just see all those that you love. But I'm kind of getting aside the point here. What I'm trying to think, what I'm trying to say is I think we should focus more on building a life that we don't feel we have to run away from as opposed to looking forward to those gaps in the middle and being like, oh my gosh, I can finally get away. Like, no. Yeah. Look, that's so true. if you can really focus on building a life you feel like you don't have to run away from then i think that you've done more than the people that save up money to just take vacations and go and go and go and go like how great would that be not feeling that you need a vacation because you're like you know what maybe i'll take some time off of work but i love what i work so that's my vacation like whatever like it's yeah. so different for so many people but in the end of it and like i was saying to marissa earlier like and this is kind of morbid the billionaire and the janitor both meet the same fate. The school teacher and the archaeologist both meet the same fate. Mm -hmm. The Christian boy and the punk rock girl both go into the dirt. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to think about, but it's true. You know, death makes brothers and sisters of us all. It does. Mm -hmm. It's crazy how in this life we're so separate, but we all get to the end. Like, we all get to the end, but through different routes. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know, like, it, it just, it's always fascinated me how that is a thing. Like, we get there, and it happens. It's a real thing. But what I never understood was being challenged with the idea that my life was threatened, and I promised and I vowed to myself that I would never let myself be shaken or woven by something insignificant, yet here I am a year later, and I'm back to being petty. I'm back to thinking about insignificant things. And I just think it's human nature for us to be like, like careless and reckless sometimes. And there's still some times when I've given to fear and not acted on my fullest potential. I just, I think that death is, death is good at doing that. Or even the idea of death is good at doing that. You know what? I kind of wanted to write a blog about this. I don't even know if I did, but I was like, you know, what would you do if you had 24 hours left to live? And of course, everybody was up in arms and they were like, you know, obviously I would go to Paris. I would go do this. I would go do that. I was like, well, I never once saw somebody say, you know, what, I would probably stay at home and do the same thing I do every single day. But that's kind of the, the idea is that that's, yeah. you, that's probably how it's going to happen. And then when you think about it, like 
that's how that's, that's going to happen. Like, you're yeah. going to be living your everyday life. You're not going to know it's going to happen, but it happens. Exactly. So I'm saying, like, why do you have to be threatened in your life for you to act spontaneously or do something that will make you actually happy? Mm-hmm. Why does it take a threat of a foreign object invading your life for you to take a risk or for you to want to actually go out there into foreign land, unknown land, and want to do something that genuinely makes you happy in your heart? Yeah. Why does it take this fear, this not fear, this uh, this threat of death for you to finally quit that job that you hate so much? Yeah. Like, or why does it take creating a bucket list to actually do the things that you want to do? Like, I don't know. That's that's what what you said that just really stuck with me because it's like at the end of the day, like like if you had 24 hours to live, like what would you do? And what I realized tonight is that you're absolutely right. Like I don't think I would really want to do anything different than to have the people that I love and to be in the place like to, to kind of do the same thing and I mean like you know what I mean like there was this really it's just... interesting quote by Steve Jobs that he gave at the speech before he died he said if you live your life as if it is your last you will one day undoubtedly undoubtedly be right. Hmm. One day you will undoubtedly be right. It, which is to say that one day like it will you, actually be your last day? One day it will yeah, be your last wow. day. Like if you live every single day as if it's your last, you will undoubtedly be right. He, like, it's crazy because, I don't know, that stuck out to me so much because there are so many people... I can hear you scratching your hair. Sorry. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, these are like the most hypersensitive headphones ever. But um, <laughs> no, I really kind of became fond of that. It's because, you know, we all live our life the exact opposite. We all live our life pretend like ignoring death we all live our life like if we put it all, if we put it in the back of our mind because like it, we won't cross that bridge till we get to it. But once you get to it, it's too late. And I'm like, why do we have to wait until we get to the bridge to, cro- to figure out how we're going to cross it? Like, let's, I mean, it might be a difficult conversation, but it doesn't have to be something that you parade around to your friends. It could be something you have internally and just be like, you know what? Like, if this were to happen, like, let's say in theory, if tomorrow were to be my last day. And that's kind of something that I told, that I talked to Marissa about was like, I've come to terms with that with myself. Is like if 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 it's tomorrow or if it's next week or if it's next year or if it's a decade from now or if I'm 60 and die of cardiac arrest because I had a meat lover's pizza, like <laughs> specific. I'm I'm very specific. I'm kind of seeing where I'm going here, but <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, if that's the case or whatever the case is, like I think that the fact that I'm not looking at it with this sort of tone of darkness kind of helps a lot. And it makes me value life so much more because I'm like, you know what? That does mean even with what I don't know about it, that end is still the end and it still freaks me out a bit. But now I look at this life like, okay, um, I really enjoy the talks that I have with people. And I note that I really love getting to know somebody. I note that I really enjoy doing the little things and I note all these things like these are all stashed away in my head and I'm like you know what these are the things I want to remember I don't think that in my deathbed I'm gonna be laying there like man I should have asked that girl to prom (laughs) right in my deathbed I'm like you know what I really am happy that I found 
what love was and what love yeah. is. Because at the end of the day, like, what matters is just seeing how beautiful our lives are, you know, regardless of what, you know, vacations we went on or what items we crossed off the bucket list. Like, at the end of the day, what matters is, like, the love we shared and the people that we met and the little everyday moments. And going back to, like, what you said before, like, if you had 24 hours to live, like, I'm just still like going I'm just still so amazed at like the realization that like honestly if I had 24 hours like I don't know if I would do a damn thing differently besides like fly my family out to San Diego and like all sit on the beach together but it's like I would still want to do the same thing that I'm doing and like I don't know I don't know and I I don't know if that's me just being like I don't know like biased in my perspective because I like am in a happy personal place or if it's just like I wonder if that's an idea and I that we should or an ideal that we should all adopt to to find our way into a life that we really do feel that way about and I mean I'm not sitting here saying like oh everything in my life is perfect I'm just saying that like I feel like I've made a lot of changes in my life and grown a lot as a person and realized and not just today I mean just like in the last like year or so but just realized that like happiness is a lot of your mindset and like you really made me think about that tonight when you said you know those things because it's like where we are like where we are right now is all we're guaranteed so like why not love where we are even if it's a crappy moment even if you know I have family that lives you know across the country like it's still I don't know I it's just it's just crazy it's a crazy thought to think that like we are not guaranteed anything and take advantage of every moment but also just like love the hell out of where you're at and the people that you know and the memories and just I don't know Uh, I wanted to add on that um happiness is undoubtedly 100% a matter of perspective in my personal opinion I think that's a matter of perspective because you can I've seen people who are who have seemingly everything that anybody could ever want in these rich neighborhoods but they're sad and I've witnessed these personally and then there are people who live in the quote-unquote ghetto but they're some of the happiest people I've ever met and it's crazy because in the society that we live in, like being financially stable and wealthy is somehow what a majority of people look up, look for. And in I just, the sense of like they equate it to happiness. They equate it to money. Like it's crazy because we even have a saying, I don't even know where it came from, but that money can't buy happiness, but it's a very real saying. But yeah. yet we still wrap our society around wanting to pursue. Like for me personally, like that is something that influences my future. Like money, obviously. Right. Like that I... I want to be financially stable and that matters to me, but I'm starting to see now that happiness will always be a matter of, of perspective for me yeah. because I've had jobs that, that are seemingly like, like they don't pay very well, but I've been so happy there. And then I've had jobs that are pay really well, but I'm like, this is just sucking the life out of me. Yeah. And I just had to sit and like, think like I have to find the balance here. 
Like really, I'm not sitting here like saying like I'm gonna go backpack across Europe and smoke a pipe out of a tree made by oak. Like I'm not saying that. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm I'm going to bring the reality here and wrap my mind around the idea and fall in love with the idea that it's not such a bad idea to be realist and and sit and think like you know what will this make sense in the future and will this affect me in the future? But I think that even letting go of that sometimes is a good thing. Like if you're gonna like, honestly, if, if I had 24 hours to live, I would dance like nobody's watching. Like, I would. <laughs> I would dance like nobody's watching. I would go. And so cliche, but, like, I actually can picture you, like, dancing. And now I'm picturing myself dancing. And I'm like, actually, that would be so awesome. Exactly. Like, one giant dance party of, like, all the people you love. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make, like, sound actually, so crazy anymore. Actually, that's, like, the best thing ever. And that's exactly how I'm planning my birthday. But, yeah, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> but I'm saying, like... I would dance like nobody's watching. On my last 24 hours, I would literally eat a lot of food. I would buy an ass ton of roses and hand them out <laughs> and just be like, you're awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. I saw you last week, but you're cool. Like, yeah, like <laughs> just really enjoy my life. And and for me, just seeing people smile and, and that kind of brings out like a, a good heart in myself. Like, I don't know. Um, For me, my last 24 hours would just be filled with moving because I feel that my life is overwhelmed with not doing that right now. Yeah. I feel like my life, because of the circumstances, I feel like I've been kind of like emotionally paralyzed to a sense to where I'm like, what's the point right now? Yeah. And, but if I guarantee you, somebody told me, Hey, hey by the way, you have 24 hours to live. I would get up and I would just like, you know what? Let's just do it. Live, let's live life. I don't need somebody to follow me around and do it with. I don't want to, I'm not going to say like, Hey, if I go to this concert by myself, I don't want to be shy. Like, yeah. like, no, I'll do it because I, I feel like, you know what? What more is there? Because I don't care what you think of me. I'm going to die. I don't care that the way you see me, I'm not going to be here forever. Yeah. Like, but that's, but it's funny to think about, but honestly, that's the, the reality. That's the truth. Yeah. That is what we are living in right now. Like, why do we care so much? We're going to die. Like, we care, though. Mm -hmm. We care, and we think that, like, that somehow these people's opinion or the way they see us or if we're not cool enough to talk to that girl or if we're not pretty enough to talk to that guy, like, we somehow think that these, like, third-party opinions are going to follow us beyond the grave. They're not. You only have one life to live. And I'm not saying, like, go and do reckless stuff. I'm just saying, what makes you happy? In the end of the day... What makes you happy? Even if it's something that I would deem as stupid, if it makes you happy, is it really stupid? Like, it's not. Like, no. But what does it matter what I think? I'm not dying your death for you. I'm dying yeah. mine. And we're all along that parallel line. We're all headed to the same destination, just on different routes. I'm saying, don't take that with a grain of salt, and don't think that, that death is going to be like, oh my gosh, like, it's coming, it's coming around the corner, and I'm paranoid. No, like, it's a real thing, but... But your life is here. Your life is right now. And what you've done up until this point has obviously led you to listening to this podcast at this very moment. Because yeah. you're genuinely wanting to get somewhere in your life. And and I'm, what I'm trying to communicate is you should dance like nobody's watching. And you <laughs> should live your life like you will never be judged. And you should walk in your own shoes. And you should be happy. But we're not. And we won't be because... That's a fantasy to think that we can live every single day as if it's our last. Some people say they do it, but I don't know if I believe that. Like for me, I, I can do that for one day, maybe three days, maybe a week. 
a business week, not seven days, <laughs> five days. But I'll eventually snap back into it and start realizing the things that don't matter matter more than I think. Because that's just the way that I am. Yeah. I'm prone to thinking that somebody's opinion, that somebody's thinking something about me they really aren't thinking. I'm prone to thinking this bad way about myself or seeing myself in this image. Honestly, if I told you, like, I don't have the exactly the best body image of myself, but I can tell you right now, if I had 24 hours to live, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm freaking David Beckham. <laughs> I am. Yeah. And I love myself. And I'm happy. But that goes again to what I was saying. Why does it take being threatened with death for me to really love who I am. Yeah. It's it's a scary thought, but it's true. I think that if we can take a realistic aspect and a, a realistic pinch of of the morality that we have and apply it to our own lives, we just might be able to live a normal one and a normal a normal one to us, not a normal one to society. Like what is what is being happy to you? Honestly, mm-hmm. like what well, being happy to me is it might not be the same what being happy to Marissa is or what being happy to you is. It's not the same thing for everybody. And I cannot stress this enough. I've said it a million times on this podcast. Every single person is going to live a different life. Yeah. Everybody's going to get different outcomes for different situations at different times. Like, it's different for everybody because we are different. Not If you're planning on doing something identically as somebody else did... There is no... What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? There's no uncharted ground that you're finding. There are people, like... There's always somebody to be the first at something. There was somebody to be the first man to break the 12-minute mile. There was always somebody who is the first person to, like, be the first black president. There was a first person to do this... The first person to do that, the first person to do this. Who's to say you're not the first person to do something amazing for this world, even if it's not what we deem as awesome? If it's awesome to you, it's awesome. If it's great to you, it's great. And if it satisfies you in the end of the day, then it satisfies you. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can sleep in bed at night and be like, I'm glad, I'm happy with my life, I am satisfied, then you've accomplished more than, than half the world because we're all still trying to figure it out. And some of us never get there. And some of us have to move on or die never figuring that out. And I'm not saying, I'm not sitting here being like, oh my gosh, like for the people that never figure it out, that sucks. Because I'm like, I'm prone to that. You're prone to that. We're all prone to that. We're all prone to to never figuring it out. But it's, I, I'm, I, I used to be so hell-bent on the destination and not the journey. The journey might have been the destination. Yeah, I mean, when you were saying that, that's the first thing I thought of where it's like you said people might die not figuring it out. I don't know. I think like your journey is you're you're figuring it out. Yeah. Not like exactly not that you die and it's like a a sad thing, but like your whole life has been a journey to figuring it out. And maybe you had like this this idea, this destination in your head and it wasn't that. But at the end of the day, like looking back on the life you've lived, like you've carved your own path into something that made meaning that was meaningful with the people that you love surrounding you and I don't know that's just awesome to think about it doesn't have to affect your it doesn't have to affect the entire world as long as it affected your world it really doesn't and I think in turn like 
it affects your world, but it also affects others because people will see the life that you lived and you might not even know your impact, but you have an impact on the people in your family and your friends and strangers and, and it just trickles out. And no, it's not going to change the entire world. Yeah, obviously. But <laughs> there's an impact and just, I don't know. It's your just life, incredible. Yeah. And like sometimes you don't even see it, you know, like sometimes Subtle you heroes. don't know. I don't know. Like your life is precious cargo like you really are and it's hard to wrap your mind around that sometimes it's hard to wrap your mind around like i'm living my life just as everybody else is but you have to keep in mind that even if one screw stops moving within the machine the entire thing starts coughing yeah so no matter how insignificant you feel like you are you're part of something bigger and you matter and you are applicable to the big plan you matter to this world because who's to say maybe you think you might not matter but just saying hi to somebody in the street or waving at somebody you made a difference for them yeah it, it's different for everybody but nonetheless i believe that this is like one big domino effect yeah i feel like as soon as one person falls over the next person falls over they fall on somebody else 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 like in a positive way yeah obviously falling <laughs> in like a happy way not in like a crash tumble we're all going down <laughs> oh my gosh marissa well i'm thinking of dominoes and i'm like is it a good thing but i know i just wanted to make it clear that, oh my gosh that didn't need further <laughs> why would i negatively say people falling on each other I don't like, know, that doesn't make sense it doesn't sound like like a dog pile i don't know that's what i was picturing in my head why so i just i had to visually need a dog pile? <laughs> i needed to visually make it clear <laughs> for any of you people out there that are offended by dog piles <laughs> Just no, know but... that I didn't mean physically jumping on one I another. Know. That's just... not, that's assault. Don't do that. We don't condone that. <laughs> that's not cool. But I'm saying it's a trickle effect. It's a domino there, effect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like you, what you do affects somebody else and what they, and because of what you affect, the effect you had on them, they'll affect somebody else and then somebody else and then somebody else. Like you have a lot more impulse and pull and influence in this world than you even can fathom. Yeah. And when you, as you're explaining this, I can't help but think of, a family friend that is in the hospital right now fighting for her life. And I just, I can't help honestly, but just like smile as you're saying this because I'm thinking of her and thinking of the thousands of people's, people's lives that she has touched. And she's just one person and she works for an airline. And so just the, the thousands of people who have been touched by her you know, at her work and her coworkers and all the people that have visited her in the hospital and all the random groups of people that are praying for her. And I mean, I've shared about her publicly, like on my social media and I have followers from like many different countries. And it's just amazing to think that people from all over the world are praying. And I just, I can't help but think like, wow, you know, she's just one person, but like how many lives she's touched it's just incredible. It's just a testament to that, that we're so little and yet we matter and our lives are so worthy and there's just so much beauty that we can take away from that. In the moments we have left, in the endings, after we're gone, in the influence we leave, the legacy we leave behind. Friends, family, yeah. coworkers, friends, acquaintances, even people you wave at in the street. Like, yeah. honestly, like, mm-hmm. it all trickles down to the next person it all matters it all matters and i'm not sitting here saying that like 
Like, you know, um, like, oh, you're going to be the next Gandhi. No, I'm going to sit here and tell you the very truth. And the truth is, we're all different people. And just as Marissa is different from me, we're not all getting the same outcome. And we don't all have the same meanings to life as, one, as somebody else. Yeah. But we all have a meaning. Yeah. There is a meaning. There is a reason. There is a plan. There is, there is a reason we're here. Yeah. And if you haven't figured that out, then just realize that you being there for one another and this physical moment right now. Spreading love. And realizing... That you aren't just just some pawn. You are here. You are present. You are you're alive. You're alive. Now wrap your mind around that. Yeah. We've already talked about the other the other spectrum of you of life ending. But now let's sit here and t- and look at up and look at the real the reality. As you sit in your room in your car wherever you are right now, you are alive. Your heart is beating a thousand times. thousands and thousands of times a day making you guys oceans of blood like you guys are oceans you have so much power behind that you have and and the human body works in miraculous ways and so intricate it cannot be replicated by a machine and and we still have the ability to feel and love and pursue now because we're capable of all that and because we are such miracles at work I think that if I were to ask you, what will you do with the last 24 hours of your life? I'm hoping that after these 36 minutes, your answers have shifted. Mm 